Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Hellmouth, a Buffy and Angel podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me Tom. Tom, how's it going? I'm pretty good. Awesome. Been uh, looking forward to doing episode two for a while. So. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I mean, some delays um, for various different reasons, holidays. You know, uh, you were uh, recuperating. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, different... I did get COVID, so that sort of put a delay in plans for a while. But uh, right, so you're, but you're all, you're all good now. You're all, uh, yeah, hundred percent. You're, you're all healthy, so that's a good thing. So, uh, you know, the episodes can be delayed. It wasn't an issue. But we're back now, and uh, hopefully we'll get it back on uh, a regular schedule here. But uh, last we left, we did the first two episodes of the series uh, uh, for uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And today we're going to do episodes three and four. Uh, Before that, I mean, there's not real, in terms of news, I mean, there can be real news for a property that doesn't have a, 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 you know, the series is done. yeah, unless uh, that yeah, supposedly they were working on a soft reboot, weren't they? But that was yeah, what, but years ago at this point. So unless it comes back, it's an announcement. But uh, I mean, such a shame. I was really looking forward to seeing it, especially since they said like it was still going to be in continuity. Yeah, uh, and, and look, I think I think um, with this property, it's bound to come back around. Oh yeah, it's only a matter of time, really. I mean, I know that, I guess, Disney owns it now because of 20th Century Fox and all that. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, it, how, how cool would it be if they said, right, we're, because uh, they said they're doing a more adult side of Disney Plus, aren't they? Like kids' yeah. version and the adults' version. Yeah. Like, if, if they were to say, like, yeah. yeah, just make it a Disney Plus exclusive, yeah. Buffy yeah. Season 8. Oh, yeah. And that would garner a lot of attention subscribers. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, the Buffy I, fans are extremely loyal. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, just, like I just said, they were going to bring back that, and we're also going to resurrect Firefly and Angel at the same time. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then and then you have so many more subscribers. Um, hmm. and, and I think, look, you know, I think you could do a scenario where you have a a passing of the torch. Yeah, where you can bring in Sam Michelle Geller not to be the main slayer of record on the show, but essentially, well, she could she could play like the Jaws. Yeah, be the Jaws. Right. So it'd be great. Uh, like, just just say Buffy, she's getting older. No Slayer lives that long, but somehow she survived <laughs> that long. Yeah. And uh, just have her become a watcher. Just say like, I'm not the Slayer anymore. There's loads of Slayers. I right. I, I will be a watcher. I will train Slayers. She's right. basically what she was doing at the end of season seven, anyway. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It, it makes sense. And since Disney, re- I mean, they revived the Mighty Ducks for God's sakes, which I'm excited for because I'm a hockey fan. But yeah, and, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is coming back. Right. So if you can revive those two properties, surely uh, Buffy is not far uh, at some point from that treatment. I'm sure. Uh, but there is news within the Buffy verse in the sense that, as we know, uh, Boom has been uh, working away at their uh, reboot of the franchise via comic books, uh, and I believe. I believe they're on around somewhere around issue 24, 25, somewhere in that in that range. Uh, and uh, I'm a little behind on my issues, uh, but through the 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 wonderful spoilers that are uh, solicitations uh, for comic books, uh, I, I, it's been brought to my attention that uh, they're, they're doing something really cool. And that is so spoilers for potential spoilers, uh, but they are bringing in. 
they are introducing a multiverse. And what that allows, or what that's going to allow, is for this rebooted uh, Buffy set of characters to interact with the previous iteration of the comic book, uh, which was a direct continuation of the show. Mm. Uh, which is and... fun, because you have teenage Buffy in 2021, and then you can have teen, you can have the much older Buffy, like from the original show. And yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's intriguing. Like I, I unless they've already got around to redoing this storyline, like there's the um the first episode with Anya, uh, where Cordelia wishes Buffy never came to Sunnydale, uh, and not Sunnydale. Yeah, is it Sunnydale? Yeah, it's yeah, Sunnydale. Brain fart. <laughs> for some reason, since I said it, I thought it was wrong for some reason. But yeah first episode to introduce a parallel universe like it'd be yeah. cool if the comic starts off with them going there but somehow opens it up to multiple earths yeah but, I, I mean like i said i don't know i am not there yet i'm a couple issues i'm, I'm basically <coughs> excuse me <coughs> a story arc behind <coughs> so I don't, <coughs> plus there are other dimensions throughout Buffy <coughs> anyway like there's there's hell dimensions there's the universe yeah. where there's nothing but shrimp so there's there's so many places. I just think it's a cool idea in the sense that there, I mean, that fan base was, was, you know, the fan base of the show and by extension, those later seasons via comics is so loyal that, that maybe let's be honest, maybe they were put off by the idea of rebooting the comic universe. So this is a way to say, look, Hey, here's the olive branch. Let's, you know, the newer fans of Buffy via these comic books and, and the original fans of Buffy via the original set of comic books that was in the world of the TV show, let's bring them all together and, and sort of, you know, create some harmony. And again, it offers some cool, uh, you know, uh, story potential. Oh, definitely. So I'm looking forward to catching up on it. And, uh, and maybe down the road, we'll delve into some of the Buffy comics here on this show. Uh, but we're still, a, we're still a ways off from that because we have to uh, continue with the actual show itself. So let's get right into I mean, it. We're still, uh, we're still <laughs> this is only episode three of season one. So yeah, I mean, I mean we, we probably would have been uh, around the uh, the eight to ten mark had, uh, had things gone smoothly. But but hey, uh, life yeah. throws life throws some uh, bumps and you adjust. So here we are, uh, episode three. So uh, give us a brief uh, a brief rundown of episode three, Tom. Uh, well, Buffy has decided she wants something normal in her life, so she decides to try out for cheerleading. Which, uh, yeah, she was a cheerleader, obviously, in the original movie. And, yeah, uh, yeah and she keeps trying out for cheerleading. Strange things keep happening. And the classmate, Amy, who plays a much more significant role much later in the show, um, turns out to be a witch. And then also not just a witch, but she's actually her mother in her body. And, yeah, just some really fun witchy stuff. Yeah, fun witch slash... Uh body snatchers or body or what's it called the uh, freaky friday That's yeah the, it's like really freaky there's the right? franchise i was looking for um <laughs> yeah it, it's uh, you know what what kind of surprised me at, you know on this rewatch of this episode is how quickly they they they, they introduce witches and witchcraft and, and all that jazz mm. i mean if you take the first two episodes as basically a feature length pilot this is basically episode two really yeah yeah so it's yeah, it, it just goes to show that I, I think they what they wanted to do is just establish early on that vampires aren't the only things to be worrying about here. There's all sorts of other types of demon yeah. and there's black magic. There's all, and Yeah, there's all kinds of weird crap going on in Sunnydale. Um, 
and you know that idea of you know the, the, again like you mentioned she was a cheerleader in the in the original uh, film yeah so that's a cool callback uh, uh, to that and you know um, it's, like- it's also interesting to see Joyce's point of view in this episode like she thinks oh she she gave up cheerleading and that's when the trouble started maybe so, if yeah. she goes back to cheerleading everything will work out and clearly Buffy just isn't that person anymore because by the end of the episode <laughs> she's just really not interested in it and but, I uh, like that I like that uh, the, the um, you know it's the it's the trope of of you know the, the cheerleader and how several shows have done it and it never goes well like you know like I think Smallville had an episode where the cheerleader was was a was some sort of witch. So I think oh, yeah, the episode they use chemistry and pheromones to drug their boyfriends into being yeah, completely devoted right. to yeah. them. Like that, yeah, that's a. I didn't hate that episode, but I didn't love it either. <laughs> no, it's not one of the, it's not one of the one of the hallmarks of the series, but yeah. it seems like a lot of a lot of series, you know, that are. It's in, always in, a fun idea, evil yeah, cheerleaders. Yeah, in the sci-fi in the sci-fi realm. And that are set in a high school setting. I mean, you know they're gonna they're gonna venture into the into the, the evil cheerleader realm. Uh, yeah, but even even Sabrina the Teenage Witch had an evil cheerleader. <laughs> right, and I liked there was a mention. I think it was was it Buffy or Willow that? Yeah, they oh yeah they say um, she's our Sabrina after they they do a test to see if yeah. she's the witch and yeah yeah Willow says yeah she's our Sabrina which is pretty cool. Nice little when, reference. When she puts the uh, spell on Buffy, um, it's a it, it's a, a little reminder of just how strong Buffy is in the way that you know you know she's yeah. not if she's in if her what's the how how words for it if she's not you know cautious she could really do some damage to regular folk right it's plus regular. like Buffy's like acting drunk and like just telling the truth she she actually tells Joyce in this episode that she's a vampire slayer <laughs> yeah and Joyce is like what. Yeah, uh, she just thinks. Yeah, everybody thinks I, she's either drunk or on drugs. And I like how you could play that off as well. I mean, because think about it: if you can you imagine telling a parent something like that, which one? Well, what parent is going to take you seriously and say, "Sure, yeah, uh, that, that makes sense." Uh, Plus, it's, it's but, an easy thing later that she can cover for. Just like, what did you mean earlier when you said you're a vampire? So it's just like I was joking. Wasn't yeah, that it, obvious? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, I liked the fact that. Um, this episode delves into the mother-daughter problems that Joyce and Buffy have. Mm. And Amy and her mum. Like, yeah. It's a great moment at the end of the episode where Buffy actually asks if Joyce would want to go back to high school again. Like, and Joyce is like, oh, hell no. Yeah. She's the complete opposite of what Amy's mum was. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's nice. and, and, the, and the interesting thing is, too, um, um, the, the relationship that Buffy wanted with her mother uh, is sort of based on the manufactured lie that Amy or when she was possessed by her mother that yeah. Amy and her mother had right yeah because so, she, she she says something like how her mother trains with her all day yeah. every day and Buffy starts thinking oh shouldn't my mum be helping me then and it's just like Joyce has a great line actually where she says where it sounds like Amy's mum doesn't have a job <laughs> yeah well she's a, got a lot of free time something yeah, like that um so no, I, um, I I really love the parallel of the of the of the uh, the mothers, and um, I, I just like the fact that we've got a bit of a taste of um, um, of their relationship. Because when you think about it, like like thinking back and 
not let's be honest, like I didn't have this episode committed to memory. So thinking back, I don't remember Buffy and Joyce having a tenuous uh, kind of relationship. Mm. But seeing this, you kind of see, okay, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, perfect. Yeah, wasn't perfect. Like Joyce, Joyce has, like, obviously she was just very busy at the moment. She was saying that her gallery was having their first. showing or so, show or something like yeah. she was just extremely busy at the time and that was kind of the only thing that was difficult between their relationship in the episode like they, they, it's clear like buffy has she she worries for a second but by the end of the episode you can tell they're, they're fine and nothing yeah yeah i think no, but, but it's, just, it's interesting that you know there is a little bit of resent you know i don't know if resentment's the right word but um, Buffy clearly wants some more attention from her mother yeah, yeah, than but, she's getting. And, and, and there's a bit of unease and, and uh, mistrust on Joyce's part because of the trouble, the, the perceived yes. trouble that Buffy got into. I, I, well, Buffy I, got I, expelled and they had to move yeah, like, right, to a whole yeah. other place just so they yeah, could find not, a school. Yeah, no fault of her own, not because she did anything uh, willingly that was, was, was nefarious. Yeah. But, you know, there is she that tension. She the gym. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it was it, full it was, of vampires. So. It was either like, burn down the gym or we all get killed. I mean, so hindsight is twenty twenty. But but uh, you can't tell that though to a disciplinary like, board, can you? Of course not. Yeah, of course not. Uh, but no. So I just like the the layers of the relationship. It's not this cookie cutter, you know, TV mom, TV daughter, you know, relationship that that you're used to in, in past TV shows. It was really, I think, taking things up a, a notch. And I think it's a little bit more authentic than some shows. Exactly, and I think the fact that they were able to do that in the midst of telling a fantasy, you know, horror aspect of vampires and, and the like is 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 really mm. impressive. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's one of the things that the show always did well was like balancing yeah. very everyday, normal, like suburban life, and then the supernatural and the demonic. Yeah, <laughs> and I also like the fact that they show, you know, Buffy in danger. Like she's not yeah. infallible. She's not impervious. Yeah, you know what I mean. She like, may be very strong, but you put a spell on her, and yeah, things aren't going to go so like well. But just just wait until she gets her strength yeah. back, and then she'll punch you in the face. Yeah, but but I like that there's a clear distinction of she's Buffy, not Supergirl. Yeah, you know, she's a little Although bit more. Supergirl, Supergirl would be weak to magic too, I suppose. Oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, but I think Supergirl, you know, can can withstand a lot more than, than even oh. Buffy can. Right? Oh, so, definitely. Um, and I kind of, what did you think of, of Giles getting in on the, like the action and having to get his hands dirty and do a spell? And... I always liked that. I always yeah. thought Giles, the, the reason Giles was always such a great watcher is because he didn't just watch. Like if he needed to, he got in and fought alongside, which is exactly what a watcher should do really. Like as, as this podcast gets along, you'll realize just how much I hate the Watchers Council in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they weren't. Uh, they weren't a very. Uh... They're assholes. They're like rich yeah. pricks who make yeah. tons of money, and it's like you still expect a Slayer to go and get like a job flipping burgers because she can't get a real job because she spends most of her time fighting evil. Like the yeah. Watchers Council are clearly millionaires, if not billionaires. Some of them. Yeah, definitely. give her a, give her a living wage. <laughs> She's doing money, a lot. Yeah. Give her enough right. to at least pay the bills. Yeah, so how <laughs> won't hurt anyway either because really it, it, how long it, cost, it... it would cost them next to nothing considering how many of them there are, even if they all just chipped in. <laughs> and how long will those health benefits last? Really? 
We're talking about the Slayer. What's their? Let's face it. Without the Slayer, they're without a job anyway. Yeah. As if and it would matter to them, because they are clearly very wealthy. But you know. without the Slayer, they're all dead anyway. So I mean, in the Actually, long run, so, yeah. didn't save the world a billion times over the course of the show. <laughs> so this is this is going to be a new hashtag. Uh, uh, wages for Slayers. Hashtag wages for Slayers. Mister. Mister. The campaign. Hashtag F the Watchers Council. Yeah, T-shirts, the whole nine yards. Um, but is there anything else? Uh, I, oh, okay, actually, what did you think of of? Because I thought it was very, very creepy in the sense that the ending when when you know oh, once she's trapped, spell is, yeah, and she's trapped in the statue. Yeah, that that's super dark. Like what what? It's basically got to be a living hell. Yeah, and the uh, way worse than that, she's got to watch high schoolers walk past for the rest of her life. Well, at least until the school is swallowed by a giant worm demon. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, that's... Yeah, which actually, thinking about it, yeah, that means the mother in statue form was probably eaten by the giant worm demon mayor guy. No, but that's yeah, that was... super dark. Like that's a really, really dark ending. Like. Obviously, the mother's a very bad person, but Jesus. Oh yeah, she deserved it. No, no question about it. But just the way, you know, the way it was shot with the close-up on the eyes moving and the, yeah, super creepy. Really creepy. But I really liked it. I thought it was a good way to end the, end the show. Yeah. Uh, so I, is there well, I don't think any of the cast know that's what's happened to her. No, I think oh, they yeah, yeah. the characters have not yeah. killed. Like, the they they don't know. I wonder if Amy. <laughs> She might have an inkling, but 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 yeah. you know Buffy and the like there. No she's idea. not likely to help her. And no, I, I wouldn't. wouldn't I, would, I wouldn't exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're not filing for emancipation uh, <laughs> from that woman, I, I I don't know who is. But uh, is there anything else you want to mention? Or not or with this you, episode? You, okay, so you're coming. I'm ready for teacher's are gonna, pet. Are we going to rate this episode <laughs> and then move on uh, to out of ten? Yeah, let's do. What soft spot? Because it it sets up a lot of stuff that will pay off much later. Like, I love Amy's character, especially in season six with Willow. Like, yeah, I, I've got to give it at least a seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a seven. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, and again, like you said, sets up quite a bit. You know, there's the Amy stuff that will again come come to play later. Uh, so, yeah, seven out of ten for me. All right, cool. so let's move on to episode four. Yeah, teacher's pet. Um, All right. Give us a... Oh, you want a rundown of the yeah, episode? Give us a little, little bit of a rundown, yeah. Uh, Buffy's science teacher, her biology teacher, disappears, seemingly, and they get a substitute teacher who turns out to be a giant praying mantis who wants to mate with virgin human boys and have them like fertilise her eggs or something. And yeah. uh, obviously, her first pick is Xander. Well, second pick after that yeah but um yeah not my favorite episode but it's still a fun one but there's definitely there's a there's a there's one moment in particular i'll come to later that is absolutely fantastic and i applaud the writers and the direction for doing it but um all right cool we'll we'll, uh, get here but what i find interesting about this episode is again it seems like an obligatory you know we're going to check off this box with with high school set shows yeah, Where, the hot for teacher, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you it's know, kind of a trope, isn't it? Like yeah, I mean, <laughs> almost every teen comedy has at least one teacher that one student wants to get with. Well, yeah, well, let's let, let's go through it. We've got Dawson's Creek, where 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 Joshua Jackson's character 
actually had sex with his teacher, so they're, I mean, they're they're fully exploring that angle. Uh, Small, that, Smallville did Smallville. it in the uh, yeah. first episode with Heat Vision. It's the yeah. teacher that turns him on so much that he starts shooting fire from his eyes. And I love that episode. And then she marries Lex, that. or she, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she's like, or she almost marries Lex. She's, yeah, she's got like, yeah, she's all for money. It's it's like a pheromone thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. She's again like teacher's pet. Like that's how she's attracting the male students yeah. is because of pheromones and stuff. So. Yeah, and and. Every teen uh, comedy movie ever made. <laughs> but you know what? It's kind of funny because I I I, I venture to do a poll. Like it'd be cool to if I mean if you could do a a poll where you could get enough answers and I think the. There isn't a, a a guy that has went to high school that has had one hot teacher that like, that hasn't had one hot teacher. That like, I, I had seven. Like, yeah, like, there I were like remember, two or three that I I would have loved to have gotten with, but yeah, I was never going. Well, I'll tell you. You know what? I'll tell a brief story. I mean, let's face it. Nothing nothing on the level of Dawson's Creek or anything like that, or or <laughs> Smallville or this. But we had a, in grade twelve, we had a teacher. It was it was a law class that you had to take for. Um, for the you, like you needed that credit before you could before you could move on. So I was in this class and I could I wasn't gonna go on to study law. So I really like I did well, but my focus really wasn't wasn't I, like I wasn't looking forward to that class. You didn't care enough. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I saw the team and oh boy, I mean she must have been at that time between 25 to 27 years old or somewhere you know late 20s. She was she was not yet 30. I guarantee that. And just like, like smoking hot. Uh, so me really being having nothing better to do, decided to, to and I knew nothing was going to come of this, but I just it was like she thought I want to just admire her from afar for a little bit longer. So what I did was we had an essay due, right? So I wrote the correct essay, which I knew because I, you know not not to pat myself on the back, but I was pretty good at writing essays. Mm. So. The exact opposite of me. Yeah, so <laughs> I, can't I wrote write an essay to save yeah. my life. So I wrote a, the proper essay, right? Like the one that I was actually going to hand in. And then I wrote a, 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 in a, a, how can I phrase it? A quote unquote fake version of that same essay, rife with mistakes that I, that I knew she'd catch on and, and, and question me on. So I wrote this with the purpose of, listen, I'm having trouble with this topic. I really need some extra help. So I could beat her before the class, half an hour before. Just to, just to, so that's what I did. I was like the Lex Luthor, the greatest criminal mind of, of my time, just concocting a fake essay and then anticipating what she'd correct me on so I'd have the actual one. Just to like, uh, you just like pretend to write the other version. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's actually think, a pretty smooth plan. That's, how hard, that, that's how hard she was. It's like, how can I spend half an hour just admiring this? And that's, <laughs> that's what I came up with. So that was my, my Lex Luthor moment. Um, the closest I ever got to that was I just tried a little bit harder in her lessons for at least one of them. But yeah. it was just a, a lesson I was not interested in, and I still just studied the hell out of it because yeah. I so, wanted to impress her. So I think every guy my, goes through that. Yeah, oh, well, we had guys in our class that would come from other classes to ask her to the prom, and she like like she knew it was a joke, so she you know played off. She like she 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 wouldn't get upset about it, but she like. Yeah, yeah, you could tell it was an, it starting to get like annoy her a little bit. Yeah, after the sixth student came in, it was like, all right, <laughs> this, this yeah. is getting old now, guys. Come on. Yeah, so I, <laughs> so I never went that far, but 
I did write a fake essay. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fun plan. It's a shame yeah. it didn't work. Well, <laughs> but I if it was a movie, that. it would but, have done. But, but, but again, I didn't expect anything to happen. No. Nor, nor did I want it. But you I never expect it to happen. Yeah. Just... I never won any legal battles. I just wanted half an hour of, of <laughs> hey, she's good looking to me. Let me admire her from afar. Um, and so I, and think, I still got it. I think it's, it's a dream of, let's face it, when you're a teenager. Yeah, we're all horny. Your birds. hormones are going crazy. I think every guy fantasizes about his teachers, at least yeah. one of them, at least. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to go to a school with teachers that aren't fugly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there it is. I did it, and uh, that's what it was. Uh, but uh, back, back to, this to the episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, back to the episode. The uh, I really felt bad for, for... First of all, it was kind of nice for, for Buffy to have a teacher that showed her... This you know, is the thing... Yeah, this is the thing that I applaud the writers Res- for. Respect and compassion, yeah. Yeah, like, they, they, even though they kill him off almost immediately, like, they not only make, like, give Buffy a reason to care that the teacher's dead, but the audience kind of cares as well. I was watching just thinking, man, I wish I had had a teacher do something like that for me. No, just, just show me some human decency. Yeah. And just If they think I can do it, tell me that's what they expect from me and not just you know get pissed off when i do things wrong which is what 99.9 percent of teachers unfortunately do but uh, I, I thought it was just a really wonderful piece of writing that in such a short scene i, I found myself caring about that teacher it was genuinely kind of sad that he was killed off because it might have been fun to have had a character like that around for the next couple of seasons yeah no again it was nice uh, for buffy and and uh, in a sense, because everybody else judges her as the problem child, and, and, yeah. and she's finally found a decent teacher who's not yeah. a complete hypocrite at the school. And and knowing that I had, I was lucky enough to have a couple of teachers that actually cared, you know. And, and, See, I only had one, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me aside and helped me out, and like legitimately were invested in, in seeing me succeed. So um, I could relate. To, yeah, I, I was. I definitely was, and, and I can't be thankful enough for, to those two teachers. But um, so I could definitely sympathize oh, oh, with with Buffy's situation, and um, and um, it, it was a nice moment uh, to see. And I think she will carry the respect and the care that that, that, that teacher had for her forward, right? And, mm. and th- I think those lessons or or that, that brief interaction really uh, put her on a on a path. And, oh, definitely. Even though he's gone, like you can tell that she's probably gonna like try to do better in biology anyway, just because she knows that at at some point someone thought she could. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. It's it's the kind of lesson that let's face it. I think there's more people, more so many students in this world, so many terrible teachers. If there were more teachers like that, just just yeah. There's so many people in this world that might have been able to do a little bit better and maybe. Yeah. I don't know, got a better job outside of school. Like you need teachers like that to motivate you. It's it's a lot more better motivation than shouting when you do something wrong yeah. or something like that. Like yeah, I mean if know. there's if a kid's being genuinely be just being a jerk to be a jerk, then yeah. by all means. I mean there are kids like that. No no question about it. But when you see a student that's not causing trouble in class but is still not doing very well yeah, and they're struggling. for whatever reason, yeah, exactly, you need to be able to help those kids. Yeah, oh, definitely. I 100% agree. Um, no, but I... Um, so I really like that moment, so we're in agreement on, on that. Um, 
it's my favorite um, thing in the episode it's, this is not one of my favorite episodes at all there's there is another moment later that i really like but i did like the, I, I i i okay i thought the i guess visually for for 1997 standards i mean the actual the mantis mantis looked pretty good considering yeah, it's not bad. It was mostly practical, like, I yeah. think, for some shots. Were there a few CG shots in there? I'm trying to remember. There might have been, but, but I, I think the practical yeah, helps it. Because... Doing things practical always helps, because, let's face it, even after it's remastered to Blu-ray eventually, please, like, Disney. But um, like practical effects, you can upscale, you can make, make that look bigger on a bigger screen, and it can still look just as good as it ever was. CG height is just doesn't do the same it's why the early seasons of stargate sg1 <laughs> looks so much better than the later ones because at oh, a certain yeah. point they switched from practical and models to vfx yeah. and it, television was not ready for that sort of computer generated uh, no. stuff <laughs> no and uh, yeah, it's so always it's, a shame it's cheaper is the only reason they switch not because it's better it, it looked so it, it looked decent I, I will give it that yeah. Uh, you know, it's not the best there ever was, but it holds up a hell of a lot better yeah, than they tried to do. Sure. Had they done CGI, it would have been a disaster. Like watching oh, yeah. it back in the now. in the 90s, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it would have looked awful. It would have looked like I mean, Toy Story level, like Toy Story one level CGI. I, I mean, think about it. Like here's an example: Batman and Robin had a hundred million dollars of budget, yeah, and the CGI looked like crap. Uh, Which is a shame because I think the CGI for the most part in Batman Forever. Was look, yeah, yeah. yeah, he looks pretty damn good. Yeah, and Batman and Robin, like, I, right. Uh, so imagine they now, spent too much making stuff that they could turn into toys, <laughs> not yeah, enough so on the actual if, movie itself. Yeah, now so imagine that only having one third of that amount of money for a Buffy episode. Yeah, it's not gonna look good, yeah. right? So I'm glad they went practical and it looked pretty decent given the circumstances. Um, I always wonder what happened stuff like that as well. Like, who's got the giant mantis stuff? Yeah, somebody's got it, or it's on eBay somewhere, but, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it's got to be but, somewhere, unless they just, I don't know, repurposed it into a different demon later on or something. I don't know how they would do that. But The, the other thing about this episode that I enjoyed was the bits with Angel. Yeah. Uh, Angel well, giving her a warning about the guy with the hook hand. The guy with the claw, yeah. The, 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 which the, the, the Wolverine to... vampire is what I call him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because... It actually does bring me on to the other moment in the episode that I love, which is when you see that demon, and the demon yeah. sees the teacher, Mantis Lady, and he's, he's shits his pants and runs away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, I and, kind uh, of love that. It's like, you think that's going to be the main... Even though you know the teacher's got something weird going on, like, you think the hook-hand vampire... Yeah, yeah it's, a it's a misdirect. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I, I like it when the show does stuff like that. And it's quite clever, yeah. Um, and I like the fact the way Buffy used him to like exploited his fear to track her down yeah like that that was very clever of her uh to do that so i like that it, um, it shows that buffy is she's a very smart girl really she, she's yeah. just i don't know the only reason she's doing bad in class is because she just doesn't have time because she's out there fighting vampires yeah. every I mean, night, yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> who has time to study or write an essay when you're yeah fighting for your life and the life of, of, of Millions, right? Uh, yeah. Now, if they had a class in demonology, I'm sure she would be an A-star oh, a student. Top of, the, top of the class, top of the class. Yeah. <laughs> Her Giles, and Willow would just Giles take it. would be the teacher. Uh, Xander would still be getting bad grades because he's too focused <laughs> on looking at hot girls, which, you know, fist bump, I was right there. With, I know, but... Um, well, Xander only goes to the class so he can watch Buffy. <laughs> yeah, pretty. I, and, and listen, 
in regards to his crush on Buffy, I can't blame him. I can't criticize him. No, I can't. Hey, as a kid watching it for the first time and even watching it again tonight, like I have a crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar oh, as well. Yeah. Like, I've had I've had a, a a perennial crush on her since 1997, and I'm sure you've heard and you know about my uh, multiverse wives list. Oh but, yeah, you told me yeah, in episode yeah. one, I believe. Yeah, she's on the Hall of Fame. Like she's in the Hall of Fame category for that. So well, I mean, for me, it would be her, like her, Alison Hannigan, like. Charisma Carpenter. All freaking cast of ladies is pretty, pretty. Uh, Eliza Dushku as well, like. Just, oh yeah, and, oh, Faith, yeah, yeah. We'll get the Faith. Like, like, yeah. like, let's face it. As as a kid, I had a crush on Buffy, but when Faith came along, she was like a badass, and she oh, was, I was kind so of aggressive. It's like, it's like, like, I was just that was, was that was the first time. Can I time both of them? Like you know, um, you I'd want to be. With, I'd want to be with Buffy, but yeah, Faith? Buffy's the one you bring home to your mother. But faith would be faith would rock my world. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, faith is the faith is the one you you know it's wild night of fun and all that. It's the the first time I think in my life that I was attracted to the bad girl. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer counts as the bad girl, right? In Batman, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that too early, I suppose. Yeah, you're right. I guess it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as fully fledged. I, 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 I'll, I'll concur with that. Um, yeah. but much then, later uh, on definitely yeah. but oh, yeah. I think yeah I think Faith hit me at the exact right time oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like oh I think I like bad girls now. <laughs> yeah yeah what's going on here I was, I was always uh, I was always the, the, the good girl type but now it's going the other way but um, speaking of bad girls the teacher was kind of like she played that part you know pretty much she played it exactly as you would hope yeah I mean, I there's, not, really there's, the, 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 there's not much there, there's real no, no deviation you can do with it. like that kind of part is, is very straightforward it's very you know what I mean there's not and, a lot of depth to the character really and, which, which is a shortcoming of it I, I like the villains to have a little bit more depth but then again yeah. some of the time it's literally just this vampire's coming on a bus you gotta kill him yeah and that's, and, that's it but again to me you know it, it was a weaker episode but I think the strength was you know the angel connection and, and the angel again, connection I think the writing in the, with the yeah. original teacher, yeah, yeah, and the the fun switching of things when the vamp, the like the hook hand vamp or the Wolverine vampire sees the teacher and is terrified. Like the, yeah. those are the good moments, but because it shows that even of, vampires have a, have a like there's something there's something that even there's the something that scares the scary. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, again, it's not it's not the most memorable episode, but hey. If you're going to do a hot teacher story, uh, they cast it well. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, she certainly it's, fit the bill. It's not one that, like, sometimes I just get in the mood to watch an episode of Buffy and I'll just stick in that episode. Yeah. I'll be honest, this isn't one that I. Yeah, it's not going to be a, it's not on any top 10 list, I don't think. No, not even uh, how many episodes did the show have? It must have had well over 100. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah. it wouldn't even, yeah, it's not even in my top 100. Yeah, I don't think it's on anybody's favorite. I could be wrong. Maybe there's somebody out there that ah, loves this episode. And if you do, great. We're not trying to slide on no, no. your favorite episodes, but but yeah, I don't. It does set up an interesting trend with Xander, though. I'll say that where it's every time Xander is about to get lucky, it turns out they're just trying to kill him. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so he's always like the demon women for some reason always love Xander, and then he ends up almost marrying a demon so, yeah, <laughs> or so an ex-demon. 
it was meant to be for him. You know, it's uh, it's, it's a fun, ongoing thing. And this episode had the first instance of Giles being knocked unconscious. So it's, it's, yeah. it started two tropes of the show. So that you got to give it something for that. Yeah, the first of many times. Yeah. Giles uh, always I mean, gets knocked out, and Xander always gets off with a demon and almost gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> and you know which part I did like about with Giles? Mm. The part where they're hacking into the uh, to, to find the teacher's records. Yeah. Oh, and he says like, um, "This isn't this, a leak, is it?" This, She's yeah. like, "Absolutely not." This is like, "I was never here." And I couldn't stop you. <laughs> I, I couldn't I, I possibly have stopped. I saw nothing, and I couldn't possibly stop you. And he walks off, and I'm like, "Yeah, I love this character." And that's why I love the Giles character. Just yeah. those moments that the, the, he's got those zingers, man. It's it's good. But yeah, is there anything else I, you want to bring I, up? I did love that. There's, there's one other line that Giles did in this episode that I'd like to briefly yeah. mention. Yeah. It's when he's trying to phone. He's phoning the Watcher that went crazy that knows about the Mantis. Yes. And uh, he says at the end of the he says to him at one point. Yeah, you were you were right. You were absolutely right. It it exists. You were right about everything. And like the guy, he pauses for a moment. And he says, "Okay, you weren't right about everything. You you weren't right about your wife um being re- reincarnated as a Pekingese." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you are you you are crazy, but you were right about this. I, I just really liked that episode. Uh, that that's moment. funny. That's funny. Like, yeah, yeah. Your wife wasn't reincarnated as as your dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. But mantis women, they're real. <laughs> that's Just hilarious. The absurdity of it. Like the dog thing is ridiculous, but a giant praying mantis. And the way okay. and and the way they work that in without belittling the, the show itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can have fun with it, but at the same time still take the content of the episode seriously. Exactly. Like it, it yeah. It's fun. I like I, I really did like that moment a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so if there's nothing else, we can go ahead and uh, read this uh, episode. I'm hard-pressed to give it more than a 5 out of 10, to be honest. It only gets that much because of those specific moments that I really enjoyed. Otherwise, this isn't one that I'll probably go back and rewatch. In fact, next time I try and do a a binge of the whole thing in a couple of years, I may not even watch this one. I may just skip it. Yeah. It's one of my least favourites. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give it a I'll give it a slightly higher I'll give it a five and a half That's for cool. mainly the same reasons you mentioned and uh, some people, I, and I'm bound to get I'm bound to disagree with some people listening yeah. many many times over the and also seeing the odd teacher gave me recollections of that time that I wrote that fake essay so they're, they're an extra <laughs> portion of a point for that gets half uh, a point just for that <laughs> the good old days um, but yeah. I'm fully expecting when we get to like season four or five, like once we get to the Riley character, who I just find incredibly boring, and I, I wish he wasn't in the show. I, I can't wait to see if there's actually anybody out there that likes Riley. That'll be yeah, that would be interesting. We'll have to we'll have to do some uh, when we get there. We'll do some Twitter polls and such things yeah. uh, of that nature. Um, but so yeah, uh, if you, you disagree or agree with us, like, you know, leave yeah, us a comment. Yeah, definitely. I mean. <laughs> comment in the comment section uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode or the first two uh that we've that we've covered and again if you ever have um any questions uh you know drop them in the comments and we'll answer them on the on the next episode of each show so and maybe we'll start taking questions if we get some so all kinds of things that you can get involved and be part of the show uh if you so choose uh and if you just want to follow us on social media you can do that too uh, and so, if they want to follow you, Tom, where can they where can they do that? 
Uh, let me just check my Twitter because I don't remember what my handle is off offhand. Yeah. Uh, at, at T Gallagher Seven, but just you know, see if you stick a uh, link in the comment in the description. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah we will, we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do. Uh, and then if you'd like to follow me, uh, it's at Adam underscore Least Fan on Twitter. And there's also in the description of this, in the, in the you know the. In the description box of this episode, you'll find a link to the Facebook group. Go there, uh, request permission to join the group. I will add you. We can talk about Buffy or any one of the uh, contents of the other shows that I that I produce and am a part of. Uh, so lots of ways. Yeah. I also just want to give a quick shout out again um, to the guy that made the theme song for this podcast, um, Shmuel Pernicone. Like. Yeah. He did an absolutely fantastic job. Like, so grateful that he let us use it for the podcast, and uh, just just awesome stuff. So, if you, uh, we'll put a link to his YouTube channel in the description as well, hopefully, yes, and uh, go go subscribe to him because he's a talented guy. And uh, yeah, show him some love. Definitely, definitely. Thank you. We encourage you to go check out his stuff for sure. Um, but and also, there's a. There's a Twitter, because uh, I forgot, because Steven usually does this one, but uh, he's not here, so I'll do it. It's uh, the Twitter handle for the podcast network itself, at MMNPBC. So there's the podcast Twitter handle, if you just want to follow the podcast. Right? I think if you search Multiverse Musings on Twitter, I think it's probably it comes the first up. one that comes up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, until next time, that brings this episode uh, to a close. Before we meet again... Uh, Stay safe and stay clear of the hell mouth. <laughs> and remember that Buffy and Angel are forever. From the first time she staked the vampire, to the last. So long, everybody. Bye.